We're back today with OSU alum Kyle Boothod for part two of our visit with the 2012 Spears graduate. In part one, Kyle discussed how OSU and international studies shaped his life and future. In part two, Kyle tells us how he is investing in his community and the people of his adopted home of Houston. Thanks again for listening to the Buzz on Business podcast with the Spears School of Business. All right, we're back with part two of our conversation with Kyle Boothod. Uh, in part one, we really focus more on uh, Kyle's college experience. And in part two, we want to delve a little bit more into life after college. So again, great having you here uh, virtually uh, from Houston. Yeah, good uh, to be with you. Obviously, the last few years have been quite a whirlwind of opportunities and challenges for you, uh, not the least of is the pandemic. Uh, you moved on from the coffee bar. You, you worked with a number of international missionary organizations, including Every Village, uh, which installs uh, water wells in war-torn southern Sudan, which is amazing. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your work there and uh, you know, help, trying to help people in such dire, dire need? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Ken. Um, so after leaving Philip 66, uh, like you mentioned, opened the coffee shop, uh, serving coffee, tacos, and wine, and was a really unique coffee shop in the first ward, which is an arts community of Houston, and then uh, transitioned out to become the communications uh, lead for every village, uh, as you mentioned, doing work in South Sudan. Um, and the organization I worked for was focused on building water wells uh, for clean drinking water and also sharing uh, the gospel through radio, uh, because that country is so... Uh, kind of primitive and so behind on technology, roads, infrastructure, that really radio is their only form of communication. Um, and even some folks don't have a radio or, or anything. So um, my opportunity to work there was really to grow the brand into um, really a, a million dollar nonprofit. Um, you know, there's an incredible team that I got to work with, but my job was to do photo, video, web, social, and communications to our donors. Um, and to the public about what was going on in South Sudan, newest country in the world, the newest republic, um, with really an opportunity to, be, to become a, uh, a modern nation quickly, um, you know, going from having 90 or 100 miles of, of roadway only in the country um, with very little power, very little water. Um, and so my role at the organization was to help folks understand what was happening in South Sudan and also to relate with donors. And um, that's how I uh, got kind of connected with my next role, which was working for Seed Company, uh, an international Bible translation group, a part of Wycliffe Bible Translators. Um, and so my role with them was exclusively focused on fundraising and donor development, um, specifically for the city of Houston. So I, I, you know, had that experience with South Sudan with um, the Bible translation via radio, and then got to transition into kind of a foundation type of role, uh, raising money from the city of Houston. Um, and earlier this year, uh, stepped out um, on my own to become the executive director of the nonprofit and ministry that I started at Oklahoma State called Rooted, um, and also really began to lean into photography and media uh, full time earlier this year. Yeah, you mentioned in part one that photography has uh, been almost a lifelong passion of yours. Yeah. Uh, probably about as, as soon as you could hold a camera. Uh, <laughs> this year, being a challenging year for all of us, you decided to launch into it more full-time. Walk us through a little bit your decision there and, and how's it going? Yeah, so I made the decision to to go really full-time with the nonprofit and, and the photography kind of as a tandem or as a, as a dual role um, in January of this year. So it's actually prior to all of the craziness that this year is, has has been and has become uh, but it really afforded me the opportunity to kind of take a hard look at 
um, my business, my passions, uh, my processes, systems, even the clients that I was working with. And, you know, do I focus on weddings? Do I focus on corporate? Do I do headshots? Do I do weddings? Uh, you know, all kinds of things. Um, and I had just finished my 40th country doing photography in Nicaragua the day of the shutdown. So I flew back into Houston and was kind of caught up to speed quickly on how the next few weeks were going to unfold. And obviously now the last several months, but for me, uh, you know, I made that decision prior to any, uh, barricades or barriers, uh, of to entry, um, you know, felt good about the business that I had and the clients that I uh, had, had acquired over the years. And so I think it's, you know, been a unique experience to navigate that decision post March of 2020, um, which is what led to, you know, the, the item you're seeing behind me, uh, as a, as a pivot and as a pandemic project. Um, so kind of a unique opportunity, but I still, um, you know, I've maintained clients and relationships with, um, the international, uh, projects I'm working on, uh, that I'll get to shoot uh, or photograph at some point, as well as the families and, you know, different things as life kind of comes back, uh, online for some folks, um, of what that looks like. Well, there's a nice segue there. You, as you mentioned, you started Citizen Truck uh, and you re restored a 1948 Chevy truck. I think growing up on the farm in Iowa, we had one that looked really similar to that front end. It looks very familiar. So I love it's it. really the centerpiece of your business. So, so tell us about the, the whole story about the truck, uh, the business, everything. Yeah. So we're here live with, with the truck. It, like you mentioned, it's a 1948 farm truck that I found at, in a barn in LaGrange, Texas and an antique store. I was helping a friend who's also pivoting and he's going to step out uh, and create his own uh, dental practice. And so I've been helping him with some business consulting and uh, we we're kind of joking about him purchasing a marketing vehicle, which he's decided on a uh, kind of an old uh, sidecar, like a motorcycle. And the same gentleman who had that, um, that item that he was purchasing also had this sitting in a corner collecting dust. Uh, it's an old food truck from decades ago. Um, a church in Detroit, Michigan purchased this 1948 uh, in the late 80s, or early 90s and began serving breakfast tacos and different things to uh, their community. And some, sometime in the last 10 or 15 years, the truck made its way to LaGrange uh, or Round Top, as some folks might know as a larger city or a larger town that sells antiques. Um, and so this truck was in a barn and immediately had a vision of what it could be. Uh, it did not look like this, uh, was not running. Uh, it was full of uh, bugs and all kinds of craziness, um, but basically gutted it down, restored it, and created a uh, coffee and acai truck or a coffee shop on wheels, effectively. Wow. So, so what was the, you said you instantly had the vision. What was the vision for the business? Yeah, the vision for the business. So what I wanted to do for years is um, the ministry rooted, you know, is is a growing entity and is a nonprofit that is you know seeking funding from uh, from donors and from grants and institutions and things like that. But I feel strongly that nonprofits um, or that ministries can always have a, a for-profit side. Um, you know, going back to my experience with Spears, really there's always an opportunity for business or entrepreneurship, no matter what field um, someone is in. And so for me, creating something that is actually an economic generation tool for our nonprofit is really exciting. Um, it's sustainable. Um, it gives us an opportunity to market to a different uh, crowd of folks. And also it brings money into what is a good cause um, for helping students uh, get connected when they move off to college. So my immediate vision for the business was that our nonprofit would have a for-profit arm. Um, but my immediate vision for the truck is that we would take off all of the sheet metal, remove all of the wood uh, and really kind of spruce it up 
make it look old school. As you can see, it's right behind me. Um, but make it look like something that people would want in front of their, you know, their wedding or in front of a, a park or, um, you know, some of our um, events here in Houston are booking the truck for farmer's markets or for uh, different things. So it, it sells coffee, acai, which is a smoothie product, um, uh, popsicles, tea, uh, and some treats. So it's really, it's a very small operation, uh, but we're booking up on weekends and, and nighttime events. So how's the uh, pandemic reaction been to the citizen truck? Yeah, people are really excited. Uh, we, we use social media pretty heavily to uh, kind of tease the, the truck out. Uh, so the restoration process was slowly uh, kind of leaked out. Um, and over the course of the four months that it took us to kind of create this business or this, this truck, um, you know, leverage different partnerships with coffee roasters. Uh, my church was involved. They um, had a coffee bar set up that they no longer needed. So purchased that. We purchased some, some equipment from some restaurant suppliers. Um, and so really began to tease out um, that opportunity to grow a business or launch a business out of what has been a really hard season. Um, thankfully, the coffee shops in Houston have made it through. So we're not, you know, taking over a market share. We're really kind of a unique opportunity to, it's a drivable concept. Uh, so we can go places where coffee shops cannot, uh, whether that's a farmer's market, uh, a restaurant, um, an evening event, a park, uh, a church, uh, you know, churches are, have reopened in Houston. And so the truck was at some of those events. Um, and so it's a unique opportunity to serve a really niche crowd of people for a coffee on a Saturday morning at a farmer's market where they wouldn't have gone otherwise. How does, uh, how does the operation benefit uh, people there in Houston and the businesses in Houston? Yeah. So the operation benefits. Uh, so uh, let me back up. Our, I should say citizens, um, Citizen slogan is to support people and support local. And so the people that we support, the citizens that we are supporting are the students of Rooted. And as the business grows, we'll be students from the students and children from the international uh, missions and humanitarian groups that I've done photography for. Uh, specifically, um, there's a, a ministry in Uganda that I've uh, done some work for, some photography for. Um, and so as the business grows, we'll take on other partners uh, that are nonprofits that will basically be our benefactor. Um, so at this time, our, our citizens are the people that we support are, um, are you know, the students of Rooted. Uh, and as we grow, we'll be international. Uh, but we've been able to support businesses locally by purchasing wholesale products from Steel City Pops, which is a uh, family business based in Birmingham, an incredible popsicle company. And so for, for them, um, you know, for us, the opportunity to buy local isn't just local to Houston, it's local businesses or small businesses around the US. So we actually fly popsicles in from Birmingham and sell them off this truck and they're a hit because they're gourmet popsicles that are flavorful and we're supporting a small business rather than buying from some big box and selling something that you can get anywhere else. Um, so we support coffee roasters, popsicles, our tea vendor, really everything on the truck is local. Um, it just may not be local to Houston, which is kind of a unique concept. Flying in popsicles. I don't think I've ever heard that. Before. You got to do it. It's Houston, Texas. It's hot year round. So people, I mean, it was 50 degrees the other day. People were still eating pops. I'm like, what is wrong with us? But we do it. So it's uh, fun. It's great. No, it's a really neat concept. Uh, so I'm so yeah, we say citizens, basically citizens is here to serve drinks and treats. And so it's kind of a, a treats truck. It's not a, it's not an ice cream truck and it's not a food truck. It's kind of that hybrid between that doesn't really exist. Uh, but we're, we're paving a path for ourselves. Well, and, and uh, so it's consistent with other things you've done in your life, uh, releasing some <laughs> trail. <laughs> so. There you go. I appreciate it. Yep.
I don't think I'm, I'm you know, uh, violating any secret, but you recently turned 30. Uh, you don't look a day over 60. I did. Uh, you always look this right. <laughs> <laughs> the beard does help. It does make you look a little, at least a little older. Yeah, that's, that's so. the only reason I have it. That's the goal. <laughs> uh, you've accomplished a lot already. What, what do you see kind of the next uh, 10, 20 years bringing for you? Oh, man. That, uh, that's always the question that stumps me because I, sometimes I don't even know what, the, what I want to be doing in six months. And so, uh, you know, this, the truck that's behind me and, and photography and different things have always been opportunities that were kind of passion projects. And so for me, I think I in, in 10 to 20 years fully intend to be pursuing things that I'm passionate about, things that are uh, fulfilling, that are pouring into the community, that are supporting people, um, not only locally, but also internationally. Um, but I will say I do envision our, our nonprofit rooted growing into a national movement of people, uh, you know, and a full team that can support campuses around the country and maybe even around the world as we help students, um, you know, get connected to their campuses when they move off to school. Uh, but I also envision media being a huge part of my, uh, my business and my journey, uh, both again, locally and internationally. Um, I've really fallen in love with, with media in a new way over the last four or five years. Uh, because of my work in Africa um, and now getting to take pictures uh, that were hung in Bloomingdale's as a partnership with Disney and Lion King because they were featuring African artists. You know, it's, it, these kind of wild journey things that all I was doing was taking pictures for a friend in Africa and all of a sudden she's featured in Bloomingdale's and I'm having my artwork hung next to a Disney installation in New York City at a mega, you know, at a mega store. So it's just things like that. So I fully intend to be you know, remain passionate about the things that I enjoy, uh, but also, you know, growing a, possibly a media company um, and photo and video and maybe even wholesaling or, or, or sourcing media for uh, nonprofits, for businesses and helping people grow uh, their brands into really what they want it to become. And Citizens, for me, is an example of that, of taking an idea over 90 days, turning it into a brand, you know, um, doing a sign, doing a logo, doing a website, and really for me, marketing and media is such a, it's such a key to business and entrepreneurship. And so if we can afford the opportunity for, for other people to take their, take their passion and market it well and expand their business, that would be the goal. I think you're a great example of someone who has a vision and then seizes opportunities as they present themselves. Uh, Thank so, you. And they, they, the adaptability is great. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's interesting to hear you say that because it's seizing opportunities, but it can also be kind of this blind faith journey of, well, I, I mean, what do I have to lose if I this thing doesn't go well, I sell it, I sell the truck. So for me, you know, even learning to trust myself in the process has been a unique exercise. Um, so you know, calling my family to say, I just bought a 1948 truck and I'm gonna make a coffee shop on wheels, and they're going, are we sure about this? Like, what is what does it look like? What does it mean? How's it gonna work? And honestly, going, I don't under, I, I know that I don't have all the details, but I'm willing to take that next step um, is a little terrifying, but it's exciting too. Yeah, I agree. Now, uh, we can't let you go without talking about the social media star, Bentley. Uh, so you need to talk to us <laughs> a little bit about Bentley. So Bentley is my three-year-old Australian shepherd. Uh, she is uh, quite the uh, silly dog, but she's, got, she's gained a following online, which is really fun. Um, she's a, a small 30-pound dog. It's Australian mini. And so her, her personality and her ability to uh, greet people and to jump and to do agility tricks and things like that has really uh, has allowed her to 
kind of become this Instagram, Instagrammable dog, uh, which is really fun. So Bentley is uh, my three-year-old Australian that is not only the mascot for the truck, but also kind of a mascot for uh, pet products. Um, she was recently in the Phillips 66 Fuel the Feud commercial as a part of Bedlam. So Bentley's not only on Instagram, she's doing Phillips 66 commercials and representing for Citizens Truck. Um, but the reason why she has a following is because of those agility tricks and because of her personality. But about a year or two ago, her, a video of her dancing with my roommate, who's on NBC's American Ninja Warrior, went viral of them dancing and having some fun. And so over the course of a few weeks, she you know, it was like 15 million views on social media. And we thought that she was going to be on Ellen and all these crazy things. So for us, uh, Bentley is a representative of you know, just fun and excitement and um, basically leveraging an online um, kind of persona to promote different brands. You're going to need to get Bentley an agent here if you keep this up. We might have to. I'll be calling y'all. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. We need to, we got to get her representing Spears. Well, we can get her in the Pete's Pet, Pete's Pet Posse if I can spell out the P's. So. Let's do it. Sign, sign me up. Send me the paperwork. <laughs> We talked a lot about what you're doing. Uh, tell us a little bit in the short term what's coming up for you. Yeah, there's some really exciting things I'm working on for next year. Uh, I've got my international photography show called Come Alive, um, and it features people from around the world and uh, remote people groups and their experiences. Um, so that'll be going on tour, which is really exciting, uh, as well as a possible book, uh, like a coffee table book featuring some photos. Um, the truck is hopefully going to be expanding um, and, and kind of continuing on as as a, as a rentable business um, around the city of Houston, maybe even taking the truck uh, across Texas. Um, it goes quite slow, uh, so there may be uh, some additional work that's needed to do that. Um, it does go very slow. Um, so that's, that's kind of um, exciting. I'd also say I've just planned to really stabilize the, the things I'm already working on. So the photography business, I have a photo booth rental company uh, called Photopop. Uh, the truck and then come alive. Uh, those are kind of the, the four things that I, I get to work on in addition to Rooted, uh, our, our campus ministry that's expanding. So between Rooted growing to the University of Houston and Colorado, uh, and then kind of my media and my coffee, uh, really just beginning to kind of strategize on how to grow these uh, entities into, um, you know, larger uh, and more um, kind of impactful businesses for the community. Well, I know in addition to your faith, your family is very important to you. Why don't you update us on your family? Yeah, so my family is all still in Kansas City. Um, my brother and his wife uh, have a son and are expecting their second. And my sister and her husband uh, have a four-year-old and just had their uh, second, their, uh, their son, my nephew, um, earlier this week. Um, and my mom and dad are both still there and everybody's healthy and happy and, and working up there. And so we've gone from a family of five to now a family of 10. Uh, and I'm still uh, down here in Houston. I've got um, my, my dog Bentley and, and some really exciting things happening here, but also have a really incredible kind of Houston family. So mentors and, and friends and peers that I would consider my, my Texas family. Um, and then obviously I've got my OSU family up in Stillwater uh, and surrounding cities, but family's doing really well. Um, really, really thankful. Uh, so I'll get to go up and see them uh, a couple times a year and uh, get to enjoy um, my three nieces and nephews and the fourth one on the way. Well, I bet you won't be driving the truck up to Kansas City. <laughs> I will not be. It, it goes about 25 miles an hour, so it would be a seven-day journey. Um, if, if, we, if we go anywhere, it's going to be on the tow truck. Uh, probably a smart move.
Well, Kyle, it's, it's a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk with us. We're very proud of you and uh, all your accomplishments you. and, you know, your continued support of Spears, but also OSU. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for the opportunity to be, be on with you and, and really the opportunity to, to gain these skills through, through Spears and through Oklahoma State. I'm, I'm truly grateful. Um, to be representing alumni here in the city, uh, but also just to get to talk with you today. We well, wish you all the best and we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure.